Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello, friend, and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I am your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on Instagram and on TikTok. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, the legendary, the one, the only, Hannah from Spirituality. I am so freaking excited about this episode and for you to listen to it. During this conversation I had with Hannah, we talked a lot about demonology and demonolatry, and we also talked about being a Christian witch and what that means. Hannah also works with other deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon, so we discussed her experiences with those deities and how she incorporates them in with Jesus and the Abrahamic God. It was just a really awesome conversation to have, and I was so excited that Hannah gave me the opportunity to speak with her and share this conversation here with you. Before we hop into this episode, I just wanted to remind you, the Jesus Witch Podcast is now on Patreon. All Patreon members get every single episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast a week early, ad-free, and they get extended show notes pages. If you're interested in supporting the show and listening to this episode, as well as every other episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast ad-free, click the Patreon link in the show notes page. Now, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Hannah from Spirituality. So this week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, I am so excited because I am being joined by Hannah from Spirituality. Hello. Hello. Um, I, I love your username. Yeah, I, I Thank love you. your pun. It's just the best. Um, so can can you like firstly by start the firstly start by introducing yourself and like who you are and what you do? Firstly, thank you for saying spirituality, because so many people call me spiritual tea, and it's like they're forgetting the second I at the, it's It's spirituality. Yeah, that's why I put it in my TikTok bio, pronounced like spirituality, because so many people were calling me spiritual tea. So thank you for that, first of all. Um, I am also a Christian witch. And I post stuff about that on TikTok and other fun witchy content. I try to be entertaining. I think you're entertaining. I personally really like your, um, like, if I was a witchy mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've had similar conversations with my own "Mm -hmm. six-year-old. So they're a lot more accurate than you probably even think that they are. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I wanted to have you on here for a very specific reason, because um, you work with a whole other side of, I feel like, being a Christian witch than I do personally, um, which is the divine infernal. So for those of us who don't know, including myself, what is the divine infer- infernal or what does that like infer? 
Um, yeah, so basically I work with demons. Um, I work with the darker spiritual side. And for some people, uh, even if you're not like a Christian witch, it's considered a taboo in some respects. Um, so I'm definitely excited to be able to talk about and hopefully debunk uh, some falsehoods about what it's like working with them and how, yes, a Christian witch can work with demons. I mean, demons are in the Bible. Like, yes, they are. So who are the specific, do you have specific names of demons that you work with? Yes. So I work with Lilith the longest. Um, and then I just started working with Lord Beelzebub um, for something kind of specific that I don't talk about publicly for privacy reasons, but he's here too. And then <laughs> Osmodeus wanted to join in and I'm like, I don't have any room on my altar. I'm in my <laughs> dorm room. I'm in like an eight by 10 space. So I'm like, if you can help me, I made a video about this too. I'm like, if you can help me find a good sized apartment in my price range, I will give the Infernal their own altar. A week later, I have the apartment. So <laughs> now Hospitaeus is here too. <laughs> that's really sick. Mm -hmm. um, so like when, when you refer to, that's funny because I work with Lilith, but I personally don't see her as a demon. I see her as a human that's misunderstood. Yeah. Which is interesting because Lilith has very, like, very many sides. So some people I feel like would work with the more human aspects of Lilith. Others would work with the same, like, or the, the demonology aspect of her. But I feel like at the root of it, like, I mean, you could speak for how you work with her. But for me, I work with her for, like, that dark feminine power, like, learning yes. how to, yeah, like, get confidence, get strength. Um, so either, like, way, if, if you're working with her in the, like, quote-unquote light version or the quote-unquote dark version, you're kind of working with her for the same, like, things. So just with that, like, to piggyback off of that example, why would you work with somebody like King Oz, I'm going to butcher that name, Osmodeus? Yeah, Osmodeus. Um, so there's a couple of reasons. There are many other demons who have multiple aspects to them as well, because you're right, there is like the demon aspect of Lilith and then the human aspect of her as being the first woman. Um, I can't speak for all of the demons, but like, for example, Lucifer has his demonic aspect, his fallen angel aspect, and there is also a Roman god who went by the name of Lucifer. So that's another aspect. Leviathan has his demon aspect and then his like dragon water serpent aspect. So there's many different sides to the infernal divine um but also i very much believe that it's just good to have a good balance of the light and the dark um and working with demons has helped me with that i don't believe and this is kind of a upg of mine but i don't believe that angels and demons are enemies i just believe that they're opposites um and you'll see lots of other witches you know on witch talk who work with entities like Hades or Hecate, who are very dark deities, but they're not evil. And so that is how I view the demons as well. Yes, they are dark entities, but they're not evil, like they're sometimes portrayed as. That's interesting. I mean, like, that's been something I've been exploring in my own practice is like the, the light with the dark. So I'm very much like a lighter witch. I very much stay with the like, like let's stay here kind of thing. Just because that's where I'm comfortable. And that's where like, you know, that's what works for me now. That's not to say mm -hmm. like in 10 years from now, I'm not going to be part of the dark. Also like my husband, 
totally interested in the demonic aspect. So this is going to be the episode that he actually listens to. So hi, Jeff, <laughs> the only one that he's probably going to ever listen to in his entire life. Not that he doesn't support me. He's just, he's a Gemini. That's all I have to say. Oh, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, <laughs> no hate to Geminis. I, we all, we all hate Geminis because we all want to be them. Let's be real. Yeah, for real. That's it. But, um, so, and now a quick break from this week's episode to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. If you're really loving the Jesus Witch podcast and want more content and more resources to help you in your own Jesus Witchery practice, the Jesus Witch podcast now has a Patreon. There are four different tiers of our Patreon. The first one is the Fool, where you get ad-free and early episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast. The second one is the Magician, where you get everything that you got in the Fool, as well as grimoire pages for your spellbook with Jesus Witch-specific spells. You'll also get grimoire pages pages of the major arcana tarot cards and how they connect back to Christianity and the Bible. At least two different tarot spreads per month that you could try with your cards. And a personalized three card reading from me every single month. The next tier up is the Hierophant, and in that tier you get everything from both the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as monthly spellcasting zooms and happy mail from me. The fourth and final tier is the High Priestess tier, and with the High Priestess tier you get everything from the Fool, Magician, and Hierophant tiers as well as a 20-minute one-on-one call with me every single month over Zoom to discuss your practice and the ways that you can grow your faith as a Jesus witch. If you want to become a patron, click the link in the show notes page. The next way you can support the show is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Oily Co., which is my Etsy shop. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., you can grab astrology readings with me, tarot readings with me, and my Bible-based body oil spells. There are so many different types of spells on my shop, and each and every one of them are based off of a different Bible verse. And these spells are pre-charged by me and I put all of my good intentions and all of my energy into them. To shop the Sun and Moon Oily Co., click the link in the show notes page. Essential oils are a vital tool in my practice, and when it comes to oils, I only trust Young Living Essential Oils because of their seed-to-seal promise. This promise ensures to me that I am getting the highest quality essential oils. Plants that become Young Living Essential Oils never have had pesticides on them. The oils themselves only contain plant material. No alcoholic solvents or artificial fragrances or fillers are added to these essential oils. If you're interested in learning more about Young Living and my favorite oils, click the link in my show notes page or if you're interested in grabbing some oils but not sure which ones would fit you book a 15 minute consultation with me and let's talk all about your needs and oils that would help suit them the link to book a consultation or to grab oils with me can be found in the show notes page thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the jesus witch podcast and now let's get back to the show i guess like i forgot where i was going with that what was the thought that came before all of that about that whatchamacallit just why would I want to work with demons yeah, in general? Yeah, why would you walk, want to work with demons in general? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, if you just want to embrace your dark side, I that every human being has light and dark, and it's a, it, it is, it's a balancing act. I feel like, I, I don't like a lot of the, like, love and light only, which is, it's like, don't ever be angry, don't ever be sad. It's like, that's so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's ways to channel those emotions in healthy ways. And there's practical ways of doing that, like therapy and shadow work and, you know, things like that. But if you want to incorporate it into your spiritual practice as well, demons are great for that and I don't think that they're necessarily for beginners because they don't care and they will put you through the ringer and they will make you put in the work um but 
if you're disciplined enough, um, they can be really great too. That those are like, I, I kind of would equate that, like, as you said before, like, uh, gods like Hakate or Hades or even like Loki, they seem to be like yes. more kind of like just strict and disciplined. I mean, at the end of the day, in like the traditional Hebrew, right? And where we have like Satan in our Bible, it's yes. just like Va Satan or something like that. I totally butchered that. I apologize. <laughs> but it's something very similar to that, but it just means opposition. It doesn't Adversary, mean- yes. So... I do. I, I, I view it as a balancing act. I have my guardian angel in my practice and I have Lilith and, you know, like I said, other demons in my practice, but Lilith has been here the longest and I've had both of them in the room together at the same time. And it's fine. Like it's not like conflicting energies, like there's tension or anything like that. It's just opposite. Yeah. It's just two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. at the end of the day what you said before like the light cannot exist with the dark Mm -hmm. I guess my main question would be like just like there's like a king of heaven is there like a king of the inferno like is there like a head so basically like a Matthew is there a devil I guess I don't know no I wouldn't say that there's a devil or that there is one specific demon that like rules above the rest um It also depends on what mythology you're reading, what book you're reading, because just like with anything with witchcraft, sometimes different books will say different things. Um, There's, I want to say it's called like Goetia, I think is how you, uh, it's a certain like Solomonic uh, demonic practice um, that like ranks like certain demons as king or lord that's why you'll hear like lord lucifer or king osmodeus or you know those different titles but again it depends on what book you're reading and what practice you're looking into i personally do not subscribe to solomonic or goetia demonic work because that kind of views you taking in your demon as like a slave um and i i don't believe in bringing any uh, divine being in as my slave and having them do my bidding. And I just feel like the karmic repercussions for that would be crazy. There is like a rank order, but it, it's going to differ depending on what belief system you want to subscribe to. So I would just recommend, you know, doing research and finding the practice that works best for you and i say that about witchcraft in general make your craft your own um and it's the same with you know demonolatry and demonology as well yeah i totally agree with that i mean like a lot of people are like Lena, what's your like exact path i'm like um eclectic (laughs) yeah i'm like just not even eclectic i'm a chaos i'm straight up chaos witch like who's that dude Adam Riot Adams on TikTok. Yes, his, his pill. His what's it called? The Pringle hex. I was like, ooh, if I text people, that'd be me doing divination with the French fries. Yes. yes. Whenever I did my bone throws, people would ask me if they were French fries, and I'm like, no, they're bones. <laughs> but I understand now why you would think that. <laughs> I should. I mean, like, I don't want to steal his vibe, but I do eat McDonald's quite often. So maybe if I feel like this particular fry is a uh, more worthy than the rest, I'll try. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. 
<laughs> but no, um, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like that makes a lot, like, it's just, it's again, like just balancing things out. It's creating mm-hmm. like a different um, sort of way of looking at things. And then like, I also like the whole perspective of there's not like a specific like demon, like calling the shots. Like there's not like this one, like, evil entity i don't know that might be something that i have to further deconstruct on because like yeah and some you know again some people might say like oh lucifer is the most powerful it depends on who you ask and what you read um but at the end of the day it's another one of those things that you just kind of have to mold it into your own practice and your own systems I mean, and we're also working with, like, not for nothing, we're working with the more, like, fringe side of Christianity, because even, like, you know, like, demons like Beelzebub are mentioned in the Bible. Like, yes. these are, you know, at the end of the day, these are Christian, or I don't like that word for, because that's Old Testament, so, like, Abrahamic deities. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I feel like it almost like is because I, I very much strictly like with my practice, I like to stay with the people, not the people, the deities and like the entities and things that are mentioned within the Bible or extra canonical texts. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really move out of that like Abrahamic pantheon personally. Yeah. I think to each their own. Like everybody needs to follow their own path, as you said before. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like me with my logic, it would be permissible to work with, you know, like a, a demon like Beelzebub or yeah. Who's, she's not mentioned in our Bible anymore because just like Asherah, she was pulled out. But, um, <laughs> you know, all like the real divine feminine. Yeah. Like, we're lucky we even got Mother Mary's name. Like, right. We, we are lucky. <laughs> like, thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, for real. Or any of the women in the Bible. Because you can find books about like women in the bible and their roles and what they did and i wish that was talked about more um but you know kind of going back to you know what is in the bible and what is not um i also you know i i do subscribe to some things that are in the bible but obviously not everything and i also get a lot of my belief systems from the nag hammadi library um what and i'm in the nag hammadi library okay i'm gonna go yes so these are basically like pieces of the Bible that were missing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's and cool. yeah, it's spelled like N-A-G-H-A-M-M-A-D-I, I think. Nag Hammadi. Got it. Cool. Um, if you didn't spell that, I would have never got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it seriously yesterday and I wish I had my notes with me. Um for one of my podcasts that I'm doing on my show. And there is, I can't remember which one it's in, but there is one of the books in there that talks about balancing the light and the dark. And it talks about demons and it talks about the goddess Sophia. And it's like Mm -hmm. all of these things. And Jesus refers to himself as androgynous. Like it's amazing. Um, I mean, I I saw like somebody on TikTok. I think he's like, a, I think he's a trans pastor, and that's like his whole like yes. thing that he talks about. And he's like, well, if you know, if you believe that in the the virgin conception, then Jesus could have only had double X chromosomes. I'm like, hmm. I don't personally subscribe to the virgin conception anymore in my practice, but I have mixed feelings about that because. If Jesus was biologically female, it had to have been hidden 
because yeah. living in such a patriarchal society, him preaching in the temples at age 12 would have been controversial as is. Mm-hmm. But if he was a girl, she would have been executed before even hitting puberty because of this. Like, if it was taboo for Jesus to be saying the things that he did to get crucified at age 33, it would have been an explosion if it had been a woman saying those things but to bring it back to divine infernal you like you're so concise with everything you very much know what you're talking about um like you i get a lot of my sources outside of biblical text the bible's great and all but it's just like super um it's translated (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's one way of putting it yeah um, um, but that's like, that's, I, I think it would be, I think it would be useful to find like where, or what you gonna call it. So this, this, I'm going to link this non. Nog comedy library. So yeah. you can find it online for free on a website. I think it's called gnosis.org. Mm-hmm. G-N-O-S-I-S. Um, yeah, you can find it for free on there. Um, on my TikTok, if you go to my link tree, I have like a free witchcraft and spirituality resource list and it's in there somewhere. Um, I will link that in the show notes page because that's okay. a useful resource. Yeah. Um, and I have stuff for Christian witchcraft in there and just witchcraft in general. Um, and I, I think there, I have a website on there about uh, demonology and demonology and demonolatry so what's the so here's a good question to bring it back so what's the difference between demonology and demonolatry yeah so demonology is this the study of demons you can research demons all day long and never interact with one never work with one or worship one it's just the study mm-hmm. of demons whereas demonolatry is actually interacting with them working with them worshiping them and so on that makes sense. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, so when you say you work with demons, how do you, how do you work with them? Like, do you have, like, what kind of spells do you do with them? Do you have to give them offerings? Like, what, what does that look like? What does that relationship look like? I treat it like deity work in any other respect. Um, yes, I do give them offerings, but they're also very realistic in that, like, I can give them some Girl Scout cookies from my cupboard. Like, it's not like I need, like, a blood offering or anything really weird like that. Like, some people have those kinds of stereotypes. Um, Or if they want something really specific, but it's like, hey, I'm going to have to wait for payday in order to get you this thing. Like, they understand. They can wait. Yes, they will want their offering or their share of the deal eventually, but they also understand that humans have limits. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's very much like deity work. Um, I have Lilith and Beelzebub on my main altar right now. Uh, when I move, I'll be giving the Infernal their own altar space because they do like their own space, but they understand that I live in a tiny room right now. Um, so yeah, it's, they have wants when it comes to working with them, but like I said, they understand that we have limitations. Um, I just do spell work with them based on their association. So everyone's different, but I do perform baneful magic every now and then, only when necessary. I don't do it often, Um, but I will recruit them for that. 
or um, for example, Beelzebub is very protective. So if I'm doing a protection spell, I'll incorporate him. Mm -hmm. Or Lilith and Osmodeus have to do with like love and sexuality. So if I always do ethical love spells, yeah. um, but <laughs> when performing ethical love spells and things of that nature, I incorporate them. So I usually just go based off of their associations. What do you have on your altar for Lilith? And you said Beelzebub you have an altar for currently. And then yeah. what, um, when you get your new place, what are you planning on adding to your altar space for the divine, the, in, the divine infernal? Yes, I was saying. Yeah. Um, so I have a really big statue for Lilith on my altar, but that was a gift. It was not something that I bought for myself. Um, when all of my, when my parents destroyed all of my things and I moved away, I set up an Amazon wish list to get everything replaced. And someone graciously bought this really beautiful Lilith statue for me. That's um, yeah. So I have that on my altar and a necklace with her sigil on it that I did by myself. Um, and then I also, I have a necklace with Beelzebub's sigil on it. And it's funny. So this was again, one of those things where yeah, he was working for me with this thing and he was just like, Hey, in return, I want you to get, you know, this necklace with my sigil on it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, we sat down and we picked it out and I'm like, this is coming from the UK. So it's going to take a few weeks. And, you know, we agreed that he would be patient and it was okay. And, you know, understanding again, that humans have limits and sometimes things yeah. take time. But I remember when the necklace arrived, I was at school and I didn't know that it had arrived yet, but I could just feel his energy being like, Hey, 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 the necklace, the necklace. And I'm like, I don't know what it's going to be here. It's coming from the UK. I'm sorry. I don't know. I got home from class that day and it was in my mailbox. Oh, so wow. it's like, he was telling me that it had arrived. That was, that's crazy. that was that's really crazy. One of my craziest moments that I've had with the divine in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have that. Um, when I move, there's lots of really cool, like, artwork and statues of the um, Infernal Divine that you can get from Etsy. Yeah. So I plan on getting, like, maybe a plaque with Osmodeus's sigil or, you know, some other artwork or more jewelry or things like that. Um, maybe sneak some candles. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to have candles in my new apartment, but I'm probably going to sneak them anyway. Um yeah, statues, crystals, artwork, things like that. Um, and then, you know, there's also very basic offerings you can give to them, like there's, if there's certain music that they like or flowers from outside, you know, just it's, it's very similar to the kinds of offerings that you would give to a deity. I mean, I don't know, because you, you work with Lilith too, but I don't know if you've noticed, but she really likes um, Doja Cat and specifically the songs Freak and Cybersex. Any, <laughs> anything to do with like sexuality, embracing your feminine power, like that is Lilith all the way. She, I feel like working with her like completely changed my music taste because I used to listen to some like really, really emo music and now I listen right. to all like empowering rap music and I'm like... And it's all mostly, except for Lil Nas X, it's all female rappers. That's awesome. The only reason I listen to him is because he's hated by the evangelicals too. Yes. Um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of metal music. Um, I know, I've seen on your page. Yeah, <laughs> but like my favorite band, 
you have never met a more feminist group of heterosexual men ever. So it works. <laughs> I've also, I've noticed that too about Lilith because she's honestly the only divine entity that's ever reached out to my husband. So I feel like she really respects men who like, I'm like, in our relationship, I'm definitely the more like overbearing personality. And, you know, I have a lot of needs and wants that he has to fulfill. Um, <laughs> I know how that he- is graciously takes it on like works like 12 hours a day so that I can stay home with my kids like and be like the kind of mom that I he, I want to be and she reached out to him she started like as this like yellow spider she was coming to him at work and stuff so I feel like she really does as much as people want to paint her as like a man-hating kind of deity I think she is a man-hating kind of deity when they deserve to be um hated but mm-hmm. when they are respectful she's imagine like, that I mean, like, you know, <laughs> common sense and stuff. Who would have thought? Uh, can, like, yeah, don't be a misogynist and you'll have a demon like you. Who'd have thunk, right? Like, ugh. Well, Lilith is very caring and very protective. Like, she has that, like, motherly side to her. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of her lore that I've read was that she tried to be a mother, but, like, had several miscarriages. Um, or, like, the baby just wouldn't survive, and that's why she tends to mother her, like, devotees a little bit more, because she she wants to fill that mothering role. I don't know if you've read the same. Yes. So, have you ever read The Book of Lilith? No. By Robert something. So, it's, it's technically a work of fiction, but it's kind of like a UPG, like mm-hmm. this author's interpretation of the Lilith story. UPG is Unverified Personal Gnosis. So it's like what you experience with a deity or an entity in your personal practice, but it might not necessarily be like documented in their lore or their mythology. Does that make sense? So the book of Lilith is, you know, technically legally a work of fiction, but it's like the author's personal interpretation of the Lilith story. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's so, it like changed my views on her because when I was first getting into this stuff, I was like, I don't know if I want to work with Lilith because she's a demon and I'm scared. And then I read that book and I was like, oh my God, like changed everything. So I would definitely, anyone who is interested in working with Lilith should go read the book of Lilith. It's really, really good. Cool. I'm gonna get that. Okay. Yeah, I have misquoting Jesus at my library, so after that, then I'll get the Book of Lilith, and they'll be very confused, um, <laughs> furtherly confused about my book choices. <laughs> you know, we go in there, we grab like you know some nice things for the kids, little books about trains, cars. My my eldest is reading Percy Jackson now. And then, you know, we grab books about reincarnation and, uh, you know, like things about Jesus and, you know, things about tarot. And they're like, what are you? I'm like, just exploring. Yep. Don't worry about it. Yep. Ain't nobody's business. You know, I mean, like libraries tend to be very open-minded, but I live in upstate New York. Sometimes I gotta be a little careful. <laughs> I've already yeah. People on my Facebook page trying to be like, what you're doing is demonic. You're corrupting your kids. And I'm like, Girl, I live in Indiana. I know. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't deal with it like half as much. Like my kid had a birthday party, and we all sat there as like parents, and I read the kids' tarot cards. Like you know, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. That's awesome. That is the kind of mom that I want to be. It was so fun. I'm not even. That was that was probably my favorite. One of my favorite moments as a mother. Yes. Like, I want to, I have a seven-year-old sister and I want to get her the tarot for kids. Deck. Yeah. Ooh, but your parents probably would not be. <laughs> well, this is, well, there's, so there's mom and stepdad and then there's dad and stepmom who are cool. So the seven-year-old is their daughter. My oh. dad is in church of Satan. So they're fine. But, yeah. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just the polarity of like. Yeah a little like oh, okay that, so obviously my parents are divorced <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if they stayed together and you were raised by like a crazy christian and a satanist well a church of satan came after the divorce but yeah my dad is like an elite in the church of satan um yeah <laughs> what does that mean so firstly what is the church of satan because i know that they don't worship like satan correct they view satan as a metaphor or basically just a symbol of rebellion um going against the man or society or you know whatever the case it is my dad described it as an organization for non-joiners um for those of you interested I do have a playlist on my TikTok called Church of Satan where I sat down with my dad and asked oh. him questions. Um, but basically, so priest, being a priest for the Church of Satan is not something that you do. Like you don't go out telling people about it. It's more of a title that is like rewarded to you um, for your hard work and dedication towards the organization. Um, so, and there is a book in the Church of Satan's official canon um, called The Satanic Warlock. And my dad did the illustrations for that book. He's, the, he's an artist, he's an author, um, and yeah, did drawings for Church of Satan official canon. The high priest, Peter Gilmore, has some of my dad's artwork in his house. Um, That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sick. Mm -hmm. like as a priest of the church of satan that's like you know like on sundays you go to church for a sermon do they go to like on saturdays do they go to the non-church no so there's no like service um they'll have like group meetups uh or like conventions for lack of better words i don't i don't know how else to describe it but they'll have like outings where they'll go to like an art museum or a play it's very artsy yeah um and so, but it is very, like, secretive because of a lot of the protesters and things. So, like, they'll get an idea, okay, we're going to have our meetup in this state, in this town, but they don't get the exact location until, like, an hour beforehand to prevent protesters from showing up. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, evangelicals can be really, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they, I feel like they just forget about all those verses where, like, literally, like, the Bible verse of the day on Vision is, like, you know, um, if you love each other, then they will see your truth. Like, that's, it's, uh, 1 John 
3.18, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other, but let's show, let us show the truth by our actions. Imagine that. Wow. Like I was, I was shocked when I saw this new version this morning. So I'm like, wow, Christians read those, those verses. You wouldn't think they do by the way that they act. Oh God. Well, they think that their actions are, we have to tell everyone that they're going to go to hell so that they'll be scared and convert to Christianity so that they won't go to hell. And that's going to show that we love them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure it is. While Judaism, the religion that it's based off of, doesn't believe in hell. They, a lot of, most like Jews. Thank and, you. They, they believe in reincarnation for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, some of them just believe like you go to sleep until the Messiah comes, but yep. none of them believe in hell. Like, I don't know. I also yeah. really learned that like most of my ancestors are Jewish and I've always hold, held a lot of Jewish beliefs and I'm like, ah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, um, the word hell in the Bible was a mistranslation to like tar pits in greece or something yeah. like that there were, um like two one there's a mistranslation of hell to sheol which sheol is like a low vibrational place where in that's where they believe in like judaism like low vibrational beings go i might be like misquoting that but that's what from my mm-hmm. understanding that's what it is then there's the other place gehenna which was a place that literally um people would go and like sacrifice their children because they thought that they needed to do that to like worship mm-hmm. gods um, or to, uh, I, I don't remember if they were doing it specifically to worship the Abrahamic God, but it was, this was an actual place. And yeah. Jesus once referred to like people going to Gehenna because they were being like, dis- like basically that like, horrible, like, yeah. was, you know, killing children is pretty right. Nasty. So he was, you know, saying like, don't do that because otherwise you're acting like you're in Gehenna. Um, but that did not mean going hell. to hell. Yeah. That was something added by the, uh, quite honestly, I'm sorry to anybody who practices Catholic folk magic, but that was the Catholic church. That's yeah. Like in like the one. You know, in my experience, the people who practice Catholic folk magic or who even subscribe to some Catholic beliefs know that overall Catholicism has had some pretty bad ideas put in. So it's like, you know what? You're self-aware babes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's important to be, like, self-aware and, like, realize, like, even as somebody who believes in the Bible and, like, works with the Bible pretty closely, I'm, like, mm, I'll read something in there, and I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the church added that, because that just doesn't seem right. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's, like, hmm, or something, somebody twisted, like, poor Paul, man, his words got twisted up so ah. much. Um, like, firstly, starting with his name, you know, like, he's, his, he, God never renamed him. Like, yeah. His name is Saul. Paul is just the Greek say the way to say Saul. But his name is Saul. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my cat's name is Saul. <laughs> well, the analogy that I like to use is that, you know, the Bible was written by humans. And as a human, how many times have you made mistakes on your spiritual journey? We probably all have. And so are there things in the Bible that I believe were divined through the divine and were written down? Yes, absolutely. But how many times have you been sitting down and talking to the divine and you're like, okay, am I talking to my angel or is this the pizza that I had last night? (laughs) And I fully believe that that happened too. And it was written down in the Bible. So I think that a lot of the shit that Paul said um, just could have been like 
I, th- I think this is God. I think I'm going to write it down just in case. I don't know. Like, I mean, and he even says in one of the books, like, this is my opinion. Like, I don't know if this is God. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, we, we, li- we like a self, again, we like a self-aware queen. Like, okay, at least you yes. know. At least you know. But no, we have to listen to everything that these mortal men who lived 2,000 years ago had to say. And quite honestly, like, traditional, like, speaking of Paul, like, traditional Christianity is basically Paul worship. It's not Jesus worship. They follow yeah. what Paul follows. Like, not, yeah. not what Jesus, I personally, like, obviously, I, I, this this might just be ego and you know so somebody can come and correct me if i'm wrong but i personally feel like i the relationship that people like you and i have with jesus is a more accurate relationship because we understand who he is a lot more yeah well the bible even says that the disciples didn't understand him yeah so (laughs) like and they were with they were with him and there's like so many verses about like those who have ears let them listen like he knew people weren't gonna understand it was really yep. just a select few who like get it you know like the girls who get it get it and the girls who don't mm-hmm. that's really what it <laughs> the bible is yes gaslight gatekeep girl boss <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's it's a it's a good book if you know how to decipher it you know yep. And reading like extra kinet- kinetical texts, like the um, n- n- Nag Hammadi. Nag Hammadi. I cannot pronounce it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. And like books like the Book of Enoch, or like even the Ethiopian Bible that has like all the other, like it has the Maccabees in it. It has, yeah. um, it has like, I think the Infancy Gospel of Thomas in it as well. Reading other things like the Book of Mary is important to try just yeah. getting like a full picture of. Mm-hmm what was going on you know what i'm saying or and then being able to bring your own beliefs into it so that when you start like saying hey i want to work with demons you could be like yeah that's permissible because of x y and z that's in the bible yeah and there's still so much that i haven't read and i I feel like i'm behind but there's such there's a world of information out there it's hard to keep up with like i've read a lot of the text from the Nag Hammadi, but I've not read everything. I know the synopsis of the Book of Enoch, but I've never actually read it. And I know the synopsis of the Dead Sea Scrolls, but I've never read that. So there's so much out there. But I guess that's another thing that I want to say to anyone listening is, yeah, there's a lot of info out there. Don't feel bad if you can't absorb all of it all at once. That is actually something that I, especially as somebody who's trying to educate others on Christian witchery and like Jesus witchery, um, I feel very guilty about because I don't get to read like all these books all the time. I'm lucky if I get to sit down with my Bible for 10 minutes a day because I, you know, I have kids and they're mm-hmm. young and I'm homeschooling them. And it's, you know, I have a lot on my plate besides just diving into my spirituality. And I kind of gotten to the point where it's like, if I can have 10 minutes to read something that's outside of the Bible, then I have that 10 minutes. If I don't, it's not changing my spirituality right now. I can yep. still be a good teacher without it. And, you know, my kids are going to grow up. And there's going to become a point where I can throw an iPad at my little one and be able to read these things. But right now I can't. And that's the season of life I'm in. But I'm still Mm -hmm. following, you know, basically God's path for me and not denying it because I feel like I can't. You know what I'm saying? So that's like to go further, which is as well, like even if you don't have all the time in the world to read all of these texts front to back, 
don't think you have to do it. Like it's not, as long as you have a strong connection with spirit and you have that intention there and you're really like trying to build a faith, that's all that really matters at the end. Mm -hmm. You don't, these things like, obviously eventually you're going to want to read them so you can be educated on some level, but you don't have to rush and there's so much information out there. So you don't have to read everything at once and you Mm -hmm. can take time and live the seasons of life that you're supposed to live in. Um, I have one last question for you yeah. Uh, because there are a lot of Christian witches who ask me about working with other gods and goddesses, like outside of the Christian pantheon. I personally don't. So you're the first person that I've actually like sat down and talked to that does. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you view your relationship with them versus like the Abrahamic God? How does that like whole thing? Okay. So for anyone wanting to do this, I would recommend looking into a, belief system called Christo-Paganism. It is a thing. It is a lot more popular than you might think. Um, So, and again, I'm so glad that I was looking through the Nag Hammadi literally yesterday because now all this stuff is like fresh in my head. So in those books, Jesus talks about the existence of other gods and how they were created and how they were made. And um, I like to, you know, it's kind of my interpretation, but that, you know, thou shall not put any other gods before me. That was directed at a certain group of people at a certain specific time that was not directed to the entire world. So I think it is perfectly permissible to worship other gods. And there's mention of other gods in the actual Bible and, you know, in other non-biblical texts but that have to do with Christianity like the Nag Hammadi or whatever um but yeah I started researching Christo-paganism and I very much stuck to Christian witchcraft for a long time and then Aries appeared to me in a dream and I was still very early in my practice at the time and I was like I'm not ready and he's like okay calm down I'll be back later bye and I'm like what do you mean be back later what is it and so he's here now Um, and also, you know, I've just kind of learned through learning that it is okay to worship other gods. They will show up when they want to be with you. Like Loki sent me so many bugs before I, yeah, he does like spiders and flies and stuff. And I just kept telling, like, I'm not ready. I'm at a very weird time in my life. Please just wait. And he would like a week would go by and then there'd be like a dozen flies on my door until finally I was just like, fine, fine, fine. You can come. And then, yeah. And then Aries came. And so I just kind of was like, well, these other gods are clearly reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. So there must be some, they must see some kind of potential and they're okay with Yeshua being here and Yeshua's okay with them coming in. So I guess we'll just do this. Um, it might not always be that easy for everyone else though, especially if you grew up evangelical mm-hmm. and it's hard for you to swallow the idea of working with other um, gods as well. So that's why I recommend looking into Christo-paganism but it is possible and there are lots of people who do it. Yeah. And I even think like that whole, I think that, you know, Jewish people could even work with other gods because like, again, I could be wrong, you know, because I don't, I don't, I'm not part of that faith. So I don't speak for that faith. Sure. But I think that the whole don't put other gods before me, before me, 
It doesn't say don't keep any other gods besides me. You right. Know, I don't know the exact Jude, like the exact like Hebrew text, but this is the interpretation that I've seen. This is the interpretation that I've like, you know, asked others and asked like what the Torah is about and that's right. what they've given me. So it's not a do not like have another God. It's just don't put that specific God before your relationship with me. Yeah. Well, and to my knowledge, there's different areas of Judaism, just like there's different areas of Christianity or different Mm -hmm. sects or denominations or whatever it is that you want to call it. There's different beliefs within Judaism. So it's going to depend. It's going to vary. But again, I always say you have to make your beliefs and your practice your own. Yeah, that's important. Like really mm-hmm. like being, my practice should not look exactly like yours. Like Correct. Anna's practice should not look exactly like mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be having different experiences with our like, you know, deities and they could be similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I find it very interesting to work with other gods. I'm just not attracted to it personally. I had Ra reach out to me in a dream once, like the Egyptian god. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no, I'm good. And then like, I would start doing past life readings for myself. And I kept getting like Egypt, Egypt, Egypt a lot. And I'm like, mm, maybe this is why these like, yeah. worked with you before. Yes. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Doing that kind of research, like what are their associations? What are they there for? Because, you know, Loki is chaos and my entire life is chaos and I'm like well that makes perfect sense so <laughs> that's like that's one thing is I've started working with people and like you know talking to people who work with different gods and different pantheons like sometimes I'll feel feel their energy I get hell around me a lot like the Norse like pagan as hell she's interesting pretty cool yeah um, I also think that Norse gods keep coming up for me because my husband's ancestry is Norse pagan and mm-hmm. so like obviously they're not my ancestors you know like I'm not trying to steal his culture but I had his kids so you know I have to yeah. them about their ancestors yeah and like I don't work with Hades but I have probably made more deity candles for customers for Hades than any other guy and so just because I've made so many candles for him he'll like hang around sometime and I'll have him like I've developed a relationship with him where I could be like, what ingredients do you want? He'll be like, patchouli. So it, it is interesting how you can have these interactions with these mm-hmm. beings, even if you don't worship or work with them. And I've always, I found them all to be very respectful. If I like yes. lay a boundary now and I say, hey, I don't particularly want to work with you, but thanks for hanging out. They're like, cool, bye. Like mm-hmm. hell has never tried to cross that boundary with me. She knows that I'm not into working with her at this time but she like yeah you know consent right she realizes like hey i'm here to help her people like heal their religious trauma so she's kind of like just you know giving me a little like watch over that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know like just like with hades with you you're making stuff for his people so he's kind of just like surveying the process making sure everything's going according to plan in the way that he uh prefers it to be yeah, well, and Persephone's going to be leaving him soon, so I, w- during this time of year, I always open up a space and be like, if you're lonely, you can come hang out with me. <laughs> no, that's funny. She, cause she, like, leaves for the whole, like, spring and summertime. And then yes, and then she returns in the fall, yes. Nice, yeah. Imagine that, being able to have a vacation from your husband for half a year. <laughs> they love each other so much, though, so when they 
part. It's like, oh, my heart. I don't even work with them, but it makes me so sad. <laughs> do you think for that whole time they have no contact? Or do you think they could like tele- telepathically contact each other as like deities? See, I don't know. There, are, I see people who will like put their candles next to each other on their altars and you'll see like their flames yeah. flicking toward each other. Or I'll see people be like, oh, it's snowing in April. Persephone must have paid Hades a visit. Like, I... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of those like to each their own belief kind of things. But I love Hades and Persephone witch talk. It's one of my favorite areas of witch talk. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun. It's uh, I don't know. I like. I also have like a you know. And when you grow when you grew up in the Percy Jackson generation, you have a little soft spot for the Greek gods. Like they were yeah. definitely a gateway drug for a lot of us into this lifestyle. Yes, be real. Absolutely. Um, it's by design that I'm reading that currently with my six year old, you know, just trying to solidify your witch. Like, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, this was a really great conversation, Hannah. Thank you. So Thank you so much. much. The time out to do this. Um, just like, again, what's your TikTok so that people can come and hang out with you? My TikTok is spirituality, but spelled T E A because it's a pun and it's hilarious. Um, it is. It is pretty funny. Yeah, and I'm almost to two hundred seventy-five thousand. Maybe by the time this is on Spotify, I will be. But you it's like two hundred seventy-five when I looked at it. Oh, do I? Did I hit it? <laughs> I think so. I was at. Correct. I was at two seventy-four point nine yesterday. So I'm like, where am yeah, I? Yeah, look, two seventy-five. I did it. Okay, well, still, come hang out with me. <laughs> That was the that was the best. Yeah, I, I was like, I was just like, <laughs> I want to try and get to three hundred by the time I graduate in May. So let's see if we can do that. My, my merely goal is to have about ten thousand followers by my birthday in May. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I think it'll happen. I remember me. those days. Like, I just want to be in the creator fund. Yeah. I had one video about Jesus being married to Mary Magdalene go viral and I gained like 6,000 followers overnight. So that was, that was my first like viral video. Yeah. The one with the Doja Cat song, I got 2,000 followers overnight and I'm like, nice. look at this. Nice. <laughs> we were both freaking out. I just like, I don't know. I've always fantasized about having like a little K next to my follower count. So like, if you don't follow me on TikTok, please go follow me on TikTok to like, you know, like feed my Leo Maid Heaven and give my ego a boost. Thank you. Yes, like, yes, absolutely. 